0: Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Oota Beer podcast with The Examiner. I'm your new host, Jim Chisholm from the Huddersfield Town Supporters Association and I'm joined by sports editor Mel Booth and football writer Blake Welton. Um, Before we get stuck in, I'll have to point you in the direction of our sponsors Beer52 who, if you go on the website, they've got a pretty good offer type in the code Huddersfield and you'll get £20 off a crate of beer. So you'll be paying like 6 quid or something, which is a good offer. Um, and now that's out of the way, uh, we're going to talk about transfers, we're going to talk about the Liverpool game, and we're going to talk about Man United. So if we start with transfers, we were told that it was going to be you know strictly, nothing was going to happen, but that's not exactly true, is it, Mel?
1: <laughs> not quite, no. Um, I think... Um... They did the business early, which has been standard for David Wagner ever since he came to the club. So We've come to expect that, that they've got their homework done and they've got their targets in mind even before the window opens. And that's certainly proved the case. I don't think anyone can argue with uh, the two signings who have been made. I mean, Terence Congelow's obviously a class act, needs to play a few games, but he's coming from a top club he's been a league winner in holland he's left-sided and he's a centre-back who can play full-back so you know covers a lot of bases in that sense you've then got pritchard one of the most highly rated young english midfield players desperate for a chance to play you know regularly at top level uh, and was available at the right sort of price so that business is good um the couple of outs that were done, and um, Joe Lolly going to Forest, um big opportunity for him, four and a half year contract, so great chance for, for Joe to play some regular football at a level that he can star at. And also Martin Crane, Mr. Reliable, um, I think really has only become available because Town have got the likes of Hefler back. Um and so yeah he it, it makes sense for him to go he may only be back up at Middlesbrough as well but he's probably got more of a chance of figuring and playing more first team football there than he has with town so that sort of rounds up the business um that, that's been done and you know we can have a conversation later about whether we feel town may or may not have needed one maybe two more
2: yeah that that's the thing it's i think looking at the table um everyone's spent quite a lot of money around town um, and not no disrespect 11 million is, is a bit of money to spend for town but um, I think maybe the general consensus of fans I don't know you know if you'll back me up here Jim but um the, the general consensus is perhaps they need another one or, or, or two um, and that but certainly nothing's changed with the mantra getting the business done early you know highlighting the key areas and, and then basically but down to business and that with it um, I, I I, again i echo the points i think martin craney going he you know he's missed a reliable never put a foot wrong um and he will be a good addition to the middlesbrough squad again i don't think he'll be a regular there but he will probably get more game time at a level he's a comfortable at uh, in the championship joe lolly he's the ultimate confidence player um you really kind of have to kind of really put an arm around him I felt and and that for him to um really excel and I think the Premier League was maybe a little bit too brutal for him. Um going down back to the championship might be a case of, you know, but the best thing for him. Um and if Town did go down, I don't think either of those players are players that would really kind of shine and get Town back up to the Premier League and that. So they're not massive losses, you know, no disrespect to either of them. So um and as I said, Congolo uh, looks good and it gives some nice balance and some options to play through at the back as well. So you know that's really good and and maybe that's the reason why Craney is being able to go because John Goran and Stankovic and Heffley are back as well. So so yeah, I, I don't know what the fans are thinking on, on it as well, Jim.
0: Well, I don't cleanse with the voice of the fans <laughs> certainly not, but I, I think in terms of. Lolly and Craney, I think that's a no-brainer. If you get a a decent offer, which I understand, particularly for Lolly, it was quite a good offer, um, you can't turn that down. In terms of Pritchard, I think that is a really good signing. I think he offers two things aside from what you've said, which is it allows you to maybe play Tommins on the wings, where certainly for Derby, he's been far more effective. I think he's also someone who actually shoots on the edge of the box and so many times this season it's been frustrating to see us play it around and you know get into dead corners dead ends so I think he's just a bit, a bit more forward thinking than some of the other players that we've had in that position particularly when Ince has played there and with Congolo, yeah I think he looks like a a decent player, I mean we'll come on to that maybe about the Liverpool game, probably one of the standouts. Um, but in terms of our overall business, I mean you mentioned some other teams around, I think Brighton have done particularly good business. Have we done enough to keep our heads above water? Because one of the things that I noticed on against Liverpool is if you want to play a three-man midfield, I don't think we have the amount of central midfielders to do that because we'd be one injury away from a crisis. Or Dean Whitehead, which is, you know, not necessarily sustained at this level.
2: Yeah, no. Well, Dean's a fantastic player, and I think he's still got the the contract this year for his Premier League experience around the dressing room, as opposed to playing. So, as you said, if um, if you know, there was an issue, you know, he, I don't think he has the legs to be playing, you know, full ninety minutes. And I think we both touched upon earlier. Phil Billing, he did look like he was blowing quite a lot after 15 minutes Mm. and I think I said to you this morning I said would he have played if Danny Williams was was fit and didn't get that knock I don't think he would have and hopefully Danny will be back in the fray for you know Old Trafford on Saturday and and maybe take Phil out of the equation or certainly drop him down to the bench but I don't know I don't know what you felt about that but I I do agree maybe with Jim there yeah I I think uh, yeah I
1: think that we missed the wider outlets as well against liverpool personally and i mean that the the goals you know the the decisive ones came down the flanks um so we we've played with width we've had people out there who've been receiving the ball whoever it's been whether it's been kachunga van la para ince um you know we've we've had those wide players there and we've linked up well playing with those people um we're missing Kachunga a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's you know people were having a bit of a go of it, a go at him earlier in the season, suggesting that he hadn't stepped up and all the rest of it. But it, it's only when you're without them that you yeah. realise that the role that they play within the team and within the group. So, I think that um, yeah, we 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 are missing that width if mm-hmm. we're going to play in that in that formation. And that is a
0: thing that a lot of fans have, have picked up on: is do we need another winger? You know. If someone was available, do you think we would have gone for another winger?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think, and it's something I said start of the start of the uh, window was you know, Town do need maybe a na- another natural w- winger to maybe you know put pressure on the ones that are there because you know Rajiv Fandaparo if he if he's fit he's normally a, a shoe on on the left and there's no competition mm-hmm. hardly. Um just going back to the points like both of you mate made. I don't think it was necessary. I think the 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 set the the delivery from both Flo and low were fine. The trouble is they never got them out in wide positions because of the dominance of Liverpool and pushing Liverpool and um, Liverpool pushing town back. But also the two forwards at the front they were not they were too, mm. you know, too far apart and the ball just wasn't sticking to them. If you had the forwards and the ball was sticking more up front, they could basically hold it up, bring, you know, players into play. Then basically, you know, put, hold it up, play it off, get in the box, and then the ball comes in, and they just weren't able to have that ball sticking up.
0: Well, should we should move on to Liverpool because I think you know transfer wise, we've, we've we've done it. There wasn't much activity.
1: Um, you know, thoughts on the Liverpool game, Mel? Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 general drift that I've got from people is. Um, and not just the Liverpool game maybe a few others as well but it it, it became apparent in the Liverpool game forget the change of formation they just want to see Town being more proactive uh, more positive uh, especially with the ball and going forward um, and this is where you need your midfielders you're Aaron Moyes and people like this on song to make things tick Uh, and they want to see town having a pop, something you talked about earlier, Jim. People getting around the box and actually having a dig at goal, not looking for a sideways pass or someone else to take the responsibility. And I think they'd much rather see town go down having a go and really getting after the opposition as they were in the early part of the season as they did against Manchester United in the league game down here Man City as well, kept it very close and very tight, you've got to do it within a disciplined framework and it will always be the case with, with David Wagner's teams, but I think against Liverpool and I think the point was made in the TV coverage as well that 2 nil down and yet still banking everybody mm. in our own back third instead of getting higher up the pitch, supporting the people up there with the ball. There again, you come down to service. Can the two front men uh, keep hold of the ball? Uh, are they too far apart? Um, there wasn't anything staying up there, and it was just coming back all the time, and Liverpool were just you know, murdering possession for fun, weren't they? So I think, generally speaking, people just want to see Town having a right old go. Um, and and getting after some of these teams uh you know attack being the best form of defense and that you know the old adage has come out but i think people just want to see town being much more energetic and much more positive
2: i i can't i can't fault the sentiment there but i go back to the the tottenham game uh, earlier in the season where um you know they went t- trying to go toe to toe and they got done um and i think the formation, like I said, we're not going too much on the formation, I think the formation was fine, I think the personnel wasn't and too many players are either coming back from injury looking jaded, um, I think Aaron Moy could have done with another game out, um, you know, Philip Billing could have done with not playing the full 90 another game out um, and, and you know, maybe having if Williams was fit, having Williams in there instead and maybe having Pritchard as, you know, as, as the the top of maybe, you know, the three in the midfield or something like that instead. Um and and that because until the first goal, which was scored by deflection as well, um, town were town were in it. They had, you know, Chris Lowe's free kick, um and Departure from um a, a flow cross, you know, both of them really good chances and, you know, two chan- two more chances than sometimes, you know, bigger size will give you so i think it was margins of error really and also you know personnel still not being on it and whether it's a tiredness affecting positivity or it's just general you know jadedness and not really knowing how to play on an optimum level for a certain amount of games perhaps
1: we need a lift and that yeah. Yeah. if de had had scored it would have provided that lift yeah the crowd were up for it they would have been hitting the roof if you'd scored and put town ahead so you know, town need that lift they need mm-hmm. to give themselves that lift because at the moment it's become a bit of a grind um, and you know we, we, Blake mentioned the Tottenham girl and yeah they did try to go toe to toe with them but they only paid because they made basic errors mm-hmm. you've got to do it in a disciplined framework and they would have done that against Tottenham going toe to toe I'm not saying you just go hell for leather and abandon all your principles you've still got to defend okay. you've still got to protect the ball but the, you can get after people and I think town need to do that a bit more in you know, in that's the impression I'm getting from fans who I talk to. 3 the three five
0: two was an interesting one because people have been calling for two up top mm. since, you know, forever. Um I mean I actually think it'd have been better to go more of a you know, f- instead of having two strikers, like you said, having um, more of a, a diamond with, with Pritchard at, at the the top of it. I think the problem with the 3-5-2, as you pointed out, was the wing-backs. And the wing-backs were, were pinned in their own half. They, they weren't getting forward. And if you've got two, all right, I don't want to cliche, but two big men up front who can hold the ball up, who can cause a problem in the box, they need the service. Mm-hmm. And, and the wing-backs were just not doing what you need to do in a 3-5-2. And when you look at good teams who do it, for instance when Chelsea came, um, you, you know that was... That dynamism up and down the wing up and down the wings um, and, and that was the problem for us we, we were never going to get anything without those wing backs doing the offensive side of the, the duty and and you've got to be brave like you said and that's what people want to see but we just weren't and we were never going to get anything out of that game.
1: You also need the two front men to know what yeah. each other yeah, is doing exactly. as well
0: and, and they, they look, a, they look a, not a partnership really but, but yeah. They not a,
2: yeah, but they've not had a chance to be a partnership and this yeah. is the thing and you know whether I think David Wagner has played. You know one up top so much. All the training, you know, for every game for the last six months, twelve months, eighteen months, has been with one up front. So he said afterwards he, he the idea came Monday. So they maybe only had two sessions to have two yeah. up front really. So you know, it, it's, I don't think looking at losing three nil at home to Liverpool, I don't think that is any. Uh, did, you know any fear to all of a sudden? Oh, that didn't work. Abandon it. I I think you know it. It needs, you know, it needs to be worked on in that um and and maybe used against other opposition as opposed to Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea.
1: But we we also know it's not the David Wagner way. So I don't think we should yeah, be yeah, too yeah. expectant that it's all all of a sudden just going to change and it's going to be that formation anymore. I think. You know, he'll he'll go to his tried and trusted, I think.
0: Yeah. I think to be fair to Liverpool as well, that they've got to have a lot of credit. I know in certain sections of the press there's this notion that it was a bit of an exhibition game, but I thought they were just very effective in what they did. Yeah. Played the ball around beautifully and it was like chasing shadows and sometimes it is very difficult when you've got that quality of player. And particularly when we've got people like Billing coming back in, you know, even like Kongolo, who I thought was a standout performer.
1: I don't know what you thought. There hasn't been a team come here, by the way, who've closed us down as quickly as them. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were exceptional yeah, yeah. in doing exactly what town would want to Two do 20s. to them. They were really good.
0: Yeah, and I thought there were, there were shades of it, Dortmund at the best under Klopp when it was just everything clicked. It was so rapid, and everything was about getting the ball forward. Um so has, has anyone got anything else to say about the Liverpool game? Any other observations? Yeah, move on. Move on. There <laughs> yeah, we are. Move on to the, uh, to the... To the next small <laughs> club yeah, small in the club. northwest. West. Yeah. Uh, Man United coming up on Saturday. Uh, let's start with a, a bold question. Is it possible to do away what we did at home?
2: <laughs> well, I I don't know. It's a, I, I think a lot depends on... Um, I think we caught United cold that day and um, they had some injuries and they just weren't at it and they weren't at it in front of um their you know you know in front of a very sort of um um vocal home crowd it'll be a different story at old Trafford, though i think um and especially after you know the 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 whipping they got at, at tottenham jose's a winner and he will be not happy with that one bit and you know he will want to take it out on the next opposition which happens to be town um, so I think basically you you probably and he's got Sanchez now. Whereas if he didn't have Sanchez, um, they are a bit of a sort of negative slow build up side. So Sanchez is maybe that little spark of you know in the final third that they were lacking to to to, to look forward and be positive. So, um, long story short, no. But it's not as I said. It's never been about Liverpool or Manchester United. People are on Twitter saying, "Oh, big game, must win." It's like no. It's about AFC Bournemouth. The If we pick up anything out of these two games, great. If we don't and we're in the bottom three, fine. It's about getting the results against AFC Bournemouth coming up, Swansea coming up, Crystal Palace coming up, um, and that. And if we take you know wins out of all of them, you know, and they obviously losing at the same time, we'll we'll still be in the mix to stay up.
1: Alexis Sanchez home debut as well, so there's going to be a lot of fanfare yeah. surrounding him. I think. I mean, the stats. I was just I was looking up a few stats earlier on, and um, you know, I don't want to frighten anybody, but they're not good. Um, you know, town have barely ever won there. Um, in fact, they've only won there twice in the history. So, and you know, in the old days, they certainly used to play them a lot. Um, but um, you know, the the last time town scored there was in. 1970 that was Bobby Hoy who scored in a 1-1 draw George Best scored for Man United so that's the sort of era that you're talking about before that Town hadn't scored at Old Trafford since 1954 that was Tommy Kavanagh and then you're going back 88 years since the last time one at Old Town won at Old Trafford Uh, they actually hammered Man United 6-0 that was in September 1930 when Kelly and Jackson got hat tricks sorry for the history lesson here folks but um town finished in the higher reaches and man united were relegated so the only other time that town have won there was in the fa cup that was in february 1924 and town won 3-0 with two goals from wilson and stevenson so history lesson over back to the normal now the the bookies say that man united are seven to one on Uh, And you might even get some people taking that. Town are 16 to 1 in a two-horse race. It's about the same odds as they were against Liverpool. And the bookies are not far wrong, usually, are they? So that's the size of the mountain uh, that's in front of town. It possibly got a little bit higher with the performance against Spurs. Um, So Town town are up against it, but we know that they are capable of frustrating teams for long periods. If they can limit errors to an absolute minimum, then they're going to keep themselves in the game. The question mark comes, can Town actually put them under pressure, create some chances and finally put put the ball in the back of the net. So that's where the crux of the game is going to come. Uh, And if Town can get ahead, and they might well have got ahead against Liverpool... Then it's in the melting pot, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens. But you know, the weight of quality um, is much the same as it was against Liverpool, and obviously we ended up being outplayed. So, Town have got to you know significantly higher the bar um, to get anything out of it on Saturday. So, Correct me
2: if I'm wrong, as well. I think um, Liverpool and Arsenal away. Th- they, were, they held them for an hour, didn't they, for both? And then mm. it was t- t- silly mistakes cost them, and that was it, once they have gone a goal behind in either. So there is obviously a, a, a thing, a threshold, of they get to the hour mark, and that's when the tiredness may be, and the mental fatigue, and then they let it slip. If they can go that extra half hour, and it's nil-nil at Old Trafford,
0: you know? So how does David beat Goliath? How do we set up? Is it three at the back again? Do, do what he did at home? very much a uh, you know, 4-3-3 with the, with the three-man midfield and, and the wingers really doing the defensive duties and just praying that you take your chances when they come. Mm-hmm.
1: I, th- I think so. I think it'll be more back to the 4-3-3 type setup. I don't think it'll be far away from what we did at home at all. Um, and so, it then comes down to each individual player having that energy and that desire and that fighting spirit to actually do his individual job as part of the team framework and really get after them and try and put them under some pressure and try and stop them playing as well. So there's no real room for Pritchard again in this?
2: Um, well, I, I think you go uh, three five two, 3 uh, 5 the same back three, um, maybe same wing-backs. Um, If Williams is fit, Williams-Hogg in the middle and then in front of them, Pritchard, okay. still playing a sort of number 10 role. Do
0: you think... Moy, I mean because Moy has looked jaded yeah. in my opinion Yeah. Is it is? I know it's a big game and we've built the team around him but is it time to just give him a rest and, and maybe give someone like Pritchard the, yeah. the nod
1: instead he, he himself looked frustrated, Aaron looked frustrated to me against Liverpool because it just wasn't happening yeah. and he's clearly desperate to get back at the hub of the team and he himself, he'll, he'll be so, so keyed up wanting to do well for the team again and, um, you know, I, I don't doubt the, the, the attitude of any of these lads. They are desperate to win matches and put points on the board. And you can't let the frustration overtake. You know, he's, he's a guy who's got the ability to steer things. You've just got to believe in that ability. Uh, and I, I felt he looked... He did look very frustrated. And maybe it is time just to take him out the firing line for once. And you've got a, a young guy who's talked about the quality of, of Alex Pritchard... Um, he likewise is desperate to come in and make an impression, and he's got that bit of spark and a bit of something different. Got a bit of
0: bite as well. Yeah. Exactly,
1: and he can take a free kick, and you know, we he he just gives you that that he might give you that bit of oomph that we haven't had, uh, and for that reason alone, I would put him in. I I did say to Blake before the match on um, Tuesday night that my my uh, my only argument with that I know David wanted them to do specific jobs. But my own, the only change I would have made, and this is not decrying Phil Billing because he, you know, he's just coming back into the team after a fairly long layoff. Uh, but I would have had Pritchard in instead of Billing, and that. Other than that, I thought you know I had no arguments with the starting lineup at all, um, but that would have been my only change, and consequently I would put him in, in the starting lineup, uh, at at Old Trafford.
0: Predictions, right? that's where the job of a journalist, this is where you make your money. Right, I'll start with you, Blake.
1: No pressure
2: there. Um, I'm going to go, I think Town might score, but they'll be on the end of a 3-1 hiding.
1: Mel? Um, It's hard to be very, very positive about it, but I am going to predict that Town are going to go ahead and then I'm going to predict another Man City-sized <laughs> effort to try and keep United out, and I'm going to say we're going to get a point with one apiece. So right. who's
2: going to go down in the box easily, like at City? And out, you know, <laughs> yeah. Who's there Raheem Sterling to do that then? Oh, I don't know. No, I think <laughs> it, it,
1: it might be a rocket goal from Sanchez or something like that, but uh, I'm going for one apiece, and I'm going to say that Town are going to go ahead.
0: That's that's a bold prediction. I'm going to offer go two 0 to Man United because I don't think we'll ever score. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, right, briefly before we wrap up, the magic of the cup.
2: What might ma- what what magic? Did you not see it? So, well, maybe somewhere else, but certainly not on a... It,
0: was, a. it was a bad it was a bad day at the office, wasn't it? Um, a lot of individual areas errors with. To be fair, a lot of. Players who hadn't necessarily played
1: with each other or even played in a long time, and it showed, Jim, didn't it? It showed, and I, I think um, it was it was more about getting game time into people. I mean, let's face it, Town. You know, they, apart from one very bad error for them scoring, they would have won. Um, we're still in the competition, mm. um, and there's a massive prize at the end of it. Obviously, with with Man United at home, who wouldn't want that? Mm. So, you know, there is a bit of onus on Town. Um, to 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 get through, but there's more on I think on Birmingham, they will put out some of those players that they did leave out last time. I think it will be a stronger, probably more cohesive Birmingham team. Town, I don't expect to do anything different at all. Um, and so, you know, you've you've got to trust um, that that David's judgment will be right, and he'll he'll pick the team that can get the job done. But it's certainly a big prize, and it would be nice to have them down here again. J-
2: joking aside um, I was a little bit disappointed with uh, this Saturday. Um, the Saturday they had they should have had it wrapped up silly mistake um, and that and yeah I, we were fully expecting a change side but just just everything it was just kind of very flat really and, and the fans as well I think the magic of the cup maybe made 10,000 town fans disappear as well which you know it's, it's it's a great competition that I grew up on and I don't know. I think it's not just a criticism of, you know, Huddersfield Town and Birmingham. It's the whole criticism of the value in the cup itself. Um,
0: but when the you know the prize money is, is, yeah, is, but, is nothing, is it? And it's it's difficult because we live in the football and economic environment that we live in. Yeah. So
2: I I don't know if maybe clubs and this is old clubs should maybe do some sort of season card. Like, right, this season, our season card prices are X, which is maybe £20 more, but includes all League and Cup home games. So, you know, whether that's get dumped out third round or whether that's, you know, going all the way to mm. semi-finals and that, just to get bums on seats. I, I mean, bums...
0: some town fans would argue that, pff, go, you know, throw that game, but it wouldn't be a disaster if we
1: lost that I game. I was just going to say that. I mean, reali- realistically, the only thing that matters this season is town staying in the Premier League. And you know, going through to a quarter final, even a semi final, you never know of the cup. It's neither here nor there compared compared with having another season in the top flight, and that is that's it. Mm. That's that's the end argument really. Um, And it's you know that is how it's become, and that's exactly how town are treating it. They any of us would swap. A win at Birmingham would not we? to yeah, for, to, for, to trade it for United a place or... for for to, to trade it for a place to stay in the Premier yeah. League. No, so that I, puts it in perspective. I
2: no, I to, I totally agree. Priority is Premier League, but I just think if if fans had season card holders had paid up front or had some sort of it was the cup scheme or home, maybe we might have seen some more fans. Oh, okay. Well, I've already it's this idea of marketing. Oh, I've already paid for this, so I might as well go. And that um, certainly there won't be like inundated with Terry Exchange, but you know I just think maybe you get more bums on seat across yeah. all Premier League grounds if you input, input it into the season card prices. Right, so
0: give us a quick prediction, Birmingham away.
2: One uh, one after extra time, German
1: penalties once. I o- I hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for a I'm gonna go for a two one town win.
0: Two one town win well hopefully so. Uh, whenever we do the next podcast, we can we can see who was who was right. Um, I think that's about it for today. Um, but if you you go on Twitter and stuff, and the next one you want to ask any questions, um, and, and you guys you guys will be at the the game on Saturday, won't you? So if you can't get to it, watch the live blog you do on Facebook. Um, but until next time,
1: see you later. Cheers.